the pastor of New Bethel Church now, going on my 11th year, I always try to um, use this first Sunday to set the tone for where the ministry is going spiritually. A new year always brings new prospects and, of course, a renewed determination for accomplishment. Last year, God accomplished His Word. It was the year of the Lord's accomplishment. But in 2020, I believe this is going to be the year for us to accomplish the dreams of God in our lives. So, you must now begin to spend quality time in planning, strategizing, and activating. I'll probably deal with that a little more on Wednesday as the announcements have indicated. I'll be teaching here at the church for the noonday class but for the month of January and February, as we see now, I'll be teaching virtually from my home and or other locations. But again, don't waste this opportunity. Plan, strategize, and activate so that you can accomplish dreams of God in your life. For me, 2020 is very significant, and I know it's going to be one of my greatest years. Does I, do I have anybody joining me? I said 2020 is going to be one of my greatest years. Hallelujah. See, if you're going in thinking, oh, it's just going to be like last year, you've already failed. But you've got to have a hope and an expectation that God is even going to do greater in my life. I again declare 2020 is going to be one of my greatest years. Hey, and I see the blessings coming in my life. Uh, now, now I got to I got to warn you. I got to warn you. You cannot be worried about haters and what people may think. When the blessings start to come, don't allow others to deter you from receiving what God has planned for you. Ah, oh, the devil will try to make you feel bad. Oh, they're not blessed, so you should feel bad. The devil is a lie. This is my time. And I'm not dying of Ross either. Hallelujah. I've been working on some things, like I'm sure, like many of you, behind the scenes, not making a lot of noise. But I know this is my year. If you know it's your year, put it in the atmosphere. This is my year. Put it in the atmosphere. This is my year. And then put a praise on it. Hey! Hallelujah! I declare I will be blessed. Hey! I will be blessed. I will be healed. Will be delivered. I will be happy. Hey! 
you, Jesus. I'm telling you, you got to declare this is my year. I see promotions coming. Oh, I see new positions. I see new ministries. Hallelujah. You got to claim it. But, 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 you got to plan, strategize, and activate what God is getting ready to do in your life. It's not just going to drop out of heaven. Huh? But you got to say, this is my year. Uh, look at your neighbor and tell him, this is my year. <laughs> oh. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to help you to understand. You gotta, you gotta put this in your spirit. Uh, the devil's gonna try to snatch it from you. He's gonna try to get you discouraged. But even on those discouraging days, this is my year. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. That's, thank you, thank you, thank you. Let me get in the word. I'm sorry, I'm already in the word. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, glory to Ooh, if you can see what I see. You know, some of you have been plagued with some illnesses and diseases. In 2020, I declare healing. with depression. You haven't shared it with anybody. But I'm praying a new mind. New emotions. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Now, the message might be a little different in the format, but I'm going somewhere with this. Elder Adams in his prayer said, the blessing is coming, not for you just to be blessed, but for you to be a blessing. Glory to God. That, he's right on it. See, some of you are going to be blessed financially because you've been so worried about your finances, you really haven't been able to do ministry. But God said, I'm going to bless you so that you can now spend your time on ministry. Oh, I wish I had a believer. Oh, that's why some of us have to have healed bodies. Oh, the beginning... Oh, y'all don't hear me. Some of us are going to be running from airport to airport, countries to countries, uh, doing the work of God uh, across the country, other countries. Uh, you got to see it. What the Lord has put in your spirit is going to happen. But you got to plan, strategize, and act. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. Sit down, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 
Thank you. Thank you, Greg. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I referenced a few times Charles Dickens' novel, The Tale of Two Cities. It's a historical novel that he wrote in 1859. The plot centers on the years leading up to the French Revolution, and it tells the story of two men who looked similar but have different backgrounds and ultimately different futures. Now, I'm not going to bore you with the plot of the story, but I do want you to understand the impact of the very first paragraph of the novel that comes with these powerful and uh, provocative words that so parallels with today. Um, and, and, and the staff can go ahead and put that up. Uh, this is the very first paragraph. And the author, Dickens says, it was the best of times. It was the worst of times it was the age of wisdom and it was the age of foolishness it was the epoch of belief but it was the epoch of incredulity which means unable to believe in something it was the season of light this is what dickens wrote and it was the season of darkness. It was the spring of hope. But at the same time, it was the winter of despair. <laughs> we, had every, we had everything before us. And then we had nothing before us. And he, he ends with this. Uh, we were all going direct to heaven. Or we all were going direct the other way. How much do those words parallel the times that we're living in today? And we're getting ready to face some turbulent times. Now, I don't profess to be a prophet that brings gloom and doom and foretells the future of, of, of specifics. But I do seek to hear God's voice. And as pastor, to know the direction the Lord wants for us here at New Bethlehem. As I shared in last week's message, there is coming an all-out assault against the church, the people of God, and we must prepare. Ah, 
You remember when the apostle Paul, uh, it's recorded in Acts chapter 27, and he was on a ship heading to Rome. And these are his words. It says, sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with hurt and much danger. Not only of the lading and the ship, but also of our lives. At the time, the sun was shining. The weather was nice. It was calm. But he said, I perceive. And that word in the Greek means I discern something is coming. Hallelujah. And while we're living in the best of times, and yes, I do believe God's going to bless us, we are still living in the worst of times. That's why I shared last week, cover your house with the blood of Jesus. I know it might sound strange, but, but get some anointed oil and just go through and anoint the, 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 the doorposts and the windows. Cover this. See, it's a spiritual battle. It's a spiritual warfare. And we're getting ready to face a spiritual assault as never before. Minister Keisha Burns, God uses her often with dreams. And she came to me after the service last Sunday and said, Pastor, I must share this with you. And she began to share the dream God had given her a few weeks or so ago. And she didn't know whether to tell me or not. But after the message last week, she was compelled by the Holy Spirit and interrupted me said, Pastor, can I come see you? And of course, I let her in. And she began to share the dream that God gave her that was related to me and New Bethel, as well as herself and others. I probably, if the Lord leads, will allow her to share what God put in her spirit. And she was in one of those foggy type environments where you're awake but still sleep. <laughs> She was, she was asleep and was having the dream, but then woke up and still kept dreaming. Anyone know what I'm talking about? <laughs> and she was very vivid in, in the description, and it was so uh, apropos to the message and, and to where we're going. The Lord began dealing with me regarding this year's theme uh, a few months ago. And I introduced the thought even at our vision leadership meeting that we had back in November. But I, I shared that there's a storm coming, but we can't stop the storm. You see, sometimes we think as the people of God, and, and yes, we do have the power, but there's some things that are on God's calendar. That no matter how much you pray, it will not stop the will of God. That's why often I say, I'll do this if it's the Lord's will. Well, I'll see you tomorrow if it is the Lord's will. Because we cannot allow what we want to uh, interfere with what God wants. 
And because we're on the cycle of time, hear me, saints, there's a storm that's coming. It might appear to be calm right now. And again, I'm not trying to be some great prophet where I see, ooh, this is coming. But there's some signs. Hallelujah. And if you have any kind of Holy Ghost, there should be a discerning in your spirit. Something is getting ready to happen. See, prayer is not always about praying for the next blessing. Prayer is sometimes asking God, put a protective hedge around my family. Oh, uh, keep us covered, God. Hold back the death angel from our house. We know the death angel's in the neighborhood, but God, cover us. I wish somebody hear me. It's not always about the blessing. It's coming, but, but, but there's something better than a blessing. It's being in the will of God. Oh, and you'll hear over the next few weeks as the Lord begins to move us to vision weekend what he's getting ready to do. We can't stop the storm. I don't care how much we pray, but there's a storm coming. And I shared with you, uh, some of you, Angela and I, we were on a cruise and for the first time after many cruises, I got sick because on that huge cruise ship, which is like a floating hotel, the waves were so high. They said that it was the hurricane winds that even the crew who were used to traveling, they couldn't take it. And then for the first time I got sick and they couldn't stop the storm, the best they could do is try to maneuver around the storm. But even in that, they still were caught up. Uh, the waves were coming up onto the ship. Hallelujah. And, and see, we often refer to the ship as the old ship of Zion. One of, one of those, another one of those old songs. And, and, and see, even though the ship is on the water, sometimes when the, the, the waves splash, What's in the ocean comes in the ship. And it parallels sometimes things that are in the world because things are happening, it'll splash into the church. And if you're not careful, if you get enough water in the ship, it'll sink the ship. You gotta have a valve to be able to let, make sure that any water can get in the ship, gets out the ship. Look at somebody tell them, we can't stop the storm. The other day, the other day, the order was given to send one of those drones. And the United States went into another sovereign country at one of the major airports and targeted a general of another country and killed him on the spot. The power of those satellites, even though they're hundreds and hundreds of miles circling, circling the earth, have the, mag, the magnification ability to see a license plate from space. With the technology of man, they were able to take that drone and pinpoint where the general was and in another country 
kill them on the spot. Oh, I'm telling you, there's, there's a storm coming. Other things that are happening that we're seeing, major church organizations and denominations split over issues of today. Other things that are being uncovered in the church. Things that have been hidden are coming out. Oh, I'm telling you, there's a storm coming. Not to even forget there's an election coming in 2020. And I'm not convinced that we're going to have a new president. Because sometimes you can't stop the storm. Hallelujah. So my heart was troubled. God, if we can't stop the storm, because normally that's what we pray, Lord, stop it. Lord, do this, do that. And, and he shared, you can't stop it. I don't care how much you pray. See, there's some trouble that's coming your way. You can't stop the trouble. You got to get ready for the trouble. Tax on your family. That's why you got to put some uh, uh, time in now because payday is coming after a while. I wish somebody hear me. Uh, that's why, and you'll see even more concentration on family and, and our youth and our children and our young adults because I believe that it takes us as a church like a hen to protect the brood. Uh, we don't always have to come to church uh, at midnight. We can have church in our homes and, and protect our homes and our family. It's not about having a good time. It's about understanding there's a strategy. And when you heard me say, don't come to church, it doesn't mean we let down the standard of who we are. We just got to take church to another location. And where we would not have had, and I know what I'm talking about, we would not have had some of our church members, I'm sorry, family members come to church. We then took the church to them. They wouldn't have been here to pray, but we prayed with all. See, God's got a plan. And it's not always about our convenience or what we want or how to make us happy. He is saying we got to use a different strategy because there's a storm coming. Hallelujah. So then I said, Lord God, if a storm is coming, well, what, what, what then can we do? And he, he, he said, the only thing you can do is stand and provide direction. See, the, 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 the church will be able, to, and we're the church, to be able to stand against the winds of the storm. And all you can do is stand. And having done all that, you got to keep on standing. And even when it looks like you're getting ready to be tossed, keep on standing. Don't let anything deter you. But here's the other thing. And here's the key as we go into 2020. It's not about us. It's not about me. Hear me. We're going to be blessed. 
We're going to receive, but it's not about us. We've got to provide direction. Listen, there's a lot of people who are looking for truth. There's a lot of individuals who are searching because their soul is unsettled. They're tired of hypocrisy and they don't know where or who to turn to, but it's in these perilous times because sometimes the church lets down its standards. Sometimes the church disappoints. Sometimes the church is not where it should be, but we got to keep on standing to provide direction. We have, as a, as a congregation, focused our attention, hear me, on maintaining instead of gaining. We've been worried about, oh, I can hardly make it. Oh, I don't think I'm coming to church. Oh, woe is me. Oh, this has happened. Ah, oh, oh. So what have we done? We've designed program after program to help people who are struggling. Program after program, encourage this person. Program after program, come on to church. Program after program, oh, you having more kids, oh, you need help, hallelujah. <laughs> and guess what? With all of our help, it still won't stop the storm. And mother, we focus on others, sometimes ourselves. And we have failed to remember what is our mission? Why did God save us in the first place? Who did we persuade to give their life to Christ last year? Oh, we spent and rejoiced. Oh, I'm blessed. Oh, this happened to me. Oh, I'm feeling good. But, 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 how much time, quality time, did we spend? I don't want to talk about necessarily becoming a member at New Bethel, but actually helping a person change their focus to life in God. We, we did great things in the community. I know I'm preaching. We, we, we gave turkeys away. We're concerned about people's health. And we should be. But after their health has been taken care of, where's their soul? After we provide the food in the pantry and feed them another week and week and week, how many have actually come to church? Or we had a church service in the pantry. Had a prayer meeting in the pantry. We were so concerned to make sure 
they got these groceries and, and sometimes they're so ungrateful we just throw it at them. Oh, I know. Then we get upset with each other in giving the food away. We end up not talking to each other and getting attitudes, doing the work of ministry, and people are dying. lost the vision of what the church is all about. Hallelujah! And we're, we're, we're interacting with people who are dying, who are looking for help and direction. But, but, but what is our priority? How I feel. What's this for me? And you're sitting next to somebody who's dying. You're interacting with family members who are lost. And if you don't speak up, they'll die and go to hell. I don't care what we say in the funeral. I don't care what we declare. If they're not living to the standard of God and they know better. We are persuaded to tell others, uh, uh, get ready for me, the, the, the visual, and we can turn out the lights. I want, I want you to see something that God has put in my spirit as we go into 2020. I didn't want them to turn the lights on right at that moment, but if you have your phones, get your light out and begin to shine your light wherever you're at. If you have a phone, get your light, get your phone out and shine the light. You see, that's what we've been called to do. 
Now stay with me. We spend that light shining on us for selfies. Taking pictures of ourselves and putting it on social media. Because the focus has always been us. But the Lord is saying, while we're doing that, somebody's looking for light. Why did God call you to ministry in the first place? When were you able to tell others about Christ? If you don't mind, turn these off again, the, 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 the main lights. Look, 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 look how brilliant we are. That's what the Lord is saying for us at 2020. Because the message, the theme this year, go ahead, you can turn them out if you want. The theme, the next slide, it's time to shine. That's the theme of 2020. It's time to shine. And I believe this, we're going to shine our ministries, we're going to shine our talents, we're going to shine our gifts. But we've got to shine because as we read in the earlier scripture, we are the light. And we cannot be hid. We've got to be seen. And the scripture. And those who are wise, the people of God shall shine as brightly as the sun's brilliance and those who turn many to righteousness will glitter like stars forever that's daniel chapter 12 verse number three the living bible version come on read that with me everybody what does it say and those who are wise the people of god shall shine as brightly as the sun's brilliance and those who turn many to righteousness will glitter like stars forever hallelujah thank you come elder and reveal our banner and our theme for this year again It's time to shine. That's it. That's our theme. It's not about us, D. And I want to challenge us as a church, a congregation, me included. How many are we going to win to Christ? Uh, yes, 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 yes. God's going to bless with the material things. But at the end of the year, what will our testimony be? Well, our testimony, yes, God blessed me with this new house. But more so, can we say, I was blessed because I was able to share with somebody who was heading to hell. And they turned their life around. Patricia, I used the gift that I had to shine. So somebody during the midst of the storm, the lighthouse is there to give guidance. 
to those that are in the storm on how to safely get to port. A message like this comes, of course, with condemnation because we have to ask God, forgive me, Lord. Forgive me. Because I have failed to recognize what this real responsibility is. If you're with me and you pledge to let your light shine in 2020, come on and give God praise in the house. Ah, give God a praise and say, Lord, you can count on me. I'm committing myself to being used by you to win somebody.